Seven's seven's scary, dude. Seven scary. Scary as fuck. It's a scary. Is it scary? Oh. Is it scarier than Outlast though? I, I I won't play or look at Outlast, so maybe <laughs> I don't know. But that shit. Welcome to episode 202, 202. <laughs> this is my first episode above 200. Sorry, it took me. It sounded like you were about to say, welcome to episode 190. Uh, yeah, you're right, right, you're right. 19202. Welcome to episode 202 of the Emerging Gamer Podcast, brought to you by the OG Podcast uh, Network, ogpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, I am Felix Hergood, and I am here. I don't even know where they're positioned around me, but I'm going to say, somebody say something. One, uh, Sorry. Lock, say something. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Lock and Key here with you for episode 202. Uh, Neo, say something. It's Neo Yoshi also here with you for 202. And then we got uh, bringing up the caboose. Bringing up the caboose. That's, that's what I do. It's Trip Zero. What up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, it was a failed. It was like a super failed Hubble telescope mission. Like <laughs> I was about I, to ask how you're. I how do you, not uh, know science or was. mechanics, and uh, we just we nearly died in space. Man, so. that's why I didn't hear anything about it. Man, it's a shame yeah. we can't can't look at stars anymore. God damn yeah. it! Uh, I did see uh, in line with that trip. I did recently see a preview for the new um, Apollo Eleven documentary, and I want oh, to yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks outstanding, but shit does but look good. Little, little sidebar, um, I I saw that in the in you know the time that I haven't seen you, so I wanted to mention that. No, it looks really good. I saw First Man on Locke's recommendation. That shit was really good. I really want to see mm. that too. I haven't watched it. So good, dude. Well worth. I it. really I want to see that for Ryan Gosling. I like him as an actor. <laughs> he's so uh, dreamy. He's so dreamy. Yeah, he's, he's so good. Dreamy. He's getting it. Yeah. He's he a is. cute boy. He is. But yeah, we, um, we, we don't have a lot of news this week. The the news is barren and dry. Uh, there will be more news in the future, I assure you. Um, <laughs> that is how time and events work. <laughs> do you uh, what do we want to start with yeah, tonight? Can you guys? promise that? What if there's never any I mean, I think, again, dude? How do you know that? <laughs> I think there's only like one major piece of news that's that's currently happening, and I think it's fine for us to kick the kick it the off show with off that, with it yeah. is um, the very bizarre bug that Anthem is experiencing on PlayStation, which mm. watching this kind of unfold on Twitter uh, started with the game just crashing to dashboard. And then it kind of evolved into reports of people saying that it was shutting down their their machines entirely. And just recently when I was on Twitter, there are now reports of consoles not turning back on. That's like bricking consoles entirely. Mm. Um, And I believe that someone I can't I can't speak to who, but someone from EA or Endor from Bioware has commented that they're they're investigating it Um, for sure. So you said consoles. This is not true of the PC version. This is just PlayStation. This is just PlayStation. This is is only affecting the PlayStation player base. Um, But the real concern is the fact that it's uh, it's shutting down consoles um, 
causing the drives to need to be repaired or you know done doing a disk check to make sure the drives are okay and then in some cases the the console just not turning back on um, Sony has already started issuing refunds for anyone that would like a refund of the game um, so I'm just curious on your guys's thoughts on the fact that it's having this type of bug it's nothing that we've never necessarily seen before um it's, it's pretty interesting I mean, to be games honest. games crash the dash dashboard often that's not an unusual thing to happen but oh hell yeah i mean it's totally a common thing with these as consoles get closer to like computers um of course they're gonna have a lot more bugs like that but this is the first time we've seen them like crash and then force shut down a PlayStation and then force you to boot in safe mode and then cause a rebuild of the database, which happens if you don't shut down your PlayStation properly or pull the plug on it. Something mm-hmm. like we, we don't even have to speak in a general sense. I can tell you specifically from my own experience, my PlayStation 4 drops to the dashboard in certain games so frequently. I learned about what it was recently. What was that uh, thing we talked about, Neo, a couple of shows back that I'd learned about that was a reason why uh, games crash? It's called, like, they get overloaded on... Um, is it memory? Memory leaks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Memory leaking. Yeah, yeah. that was... That, that, that apparently is... Probably why Anthem is is fail is suffering as well. PlayStation is super plagued by not being able to handle memory leaks at all mm. and constantly drops. Um, in fact, Apex Legends, the other current uh, EA game out, um, also happens to sh- suffer from that issue on PlayStations. Probably more so the standard ones than the pro ones on the, in that situation. So uh, did like Assassin's, full, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, man. It was well, just not, constant. It, it crashes just the dashboard, not not to okay. a power was, a power off state like uh, Anthem has. Right. Ask how right. how far it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's pretty wacky. I feel like the um, the bricking is from the file damage on the hard drive. Yeah, if anything. Well, when, every t- every time that happens, it, it potentially could corrupt your hard drive even further. Yeah. Just like any computer you My, have. My heart skips a beat when I see that on my PlayStation. Like sometimes it just, I don't know, dude. If there's I'm like so a power scared of that happening. Blip in the house. It just. I don't want to lose PT. That's like the thing I I'm, know. I'm most yeah. scared of. You know, hundred percent. And like it does, it doesn't give you the option to start up and not check every single time this happens. The computer's like, or the 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 PlayStation is like, don't let this ever fucking happen again. And you're gonna watch this progress bar. On a screen that's the wrong this resolution, is your punishment so you know things are not yeah. okay. So you know it's wrong. And you just gotta watch this and you just pray to God all your shit's still there, dude. Oh man! And I'm just Assa- like, oh. Assassin's Creed um, Origins uh, dropped to the the dashboard or the home screen so often, so many times when I was live that I finally found on a forum that I, so I finally had to reinitialize my PlayStation. That's which a, is that's a full the, re- reformat, yeah full reformat of the whole damn thing um and only then did origins work and after that not once did i have a problem <laughs> hmm. um not once so clean installs usually but, help yeah it's good that's good yeah, though it, i learned how to do it through that process so, um, so the, my, my question is like during qa do, do you think like and they would have had to have seen issues like this especially yeah. on well, this okay. So this happened after, or started reports happened after the day one patch, right? That was like the main launch patch. Mm-hmm. Probably not enough Q, yes. like QA time on that patch, as oh, opposed yeah, to even, like the gold even So, like, think about the the amount of extra players that are playing it once it's live versus the QA phase, right? You know, with any with any game like 
you would hope that something completely like broken like this would be caught by QA, but with the amount of people that are playing the game, like things are going to be found mm. that, you know, previously they weren't able to uncover cause they just didn't have that many hands, you know, in the game. And yeah. that's why betas, alphas, demos are now so popular because they're able to get more people playing the game to find issues, you know, way faster than just doing QA on it. Mm. There's curious. so many factors that could cause that too. You know, like I'm sure the age of the PlayStation or not really that, but like maybe like someone hasn't shut down their system in a long time. It makes it more prone to a hard crash, like back mm-hmm. to the back to the menu like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm guessing because I've actually never seen that behavior on any of my Sony games. Any well, crash back to the dashboard. I'll tell you what happens for sure. But one, one thing on my PlayStation that happens pretty much all the time. I one of the media like the apps I use to watch media mm-hmm. um, will literally crash every time I boot the... If I, like, fall asleep watching something and yeah. I boot it back up, it will crash on startup and then cause me to oh, crash Oh, so, like, if dashboard. it went... If it did, like, a sleep... Yes. Power off? Yes. Or, like, a sleep... Sleep rest mode? What Rest mode. I was looking yes, for what they call exactly. it. Yeah, um, yeah and wow, then sometimes rough. if I'm, like, browsing the app, it'll just crash or... It, it, and this is just one app specifically. This isn't, like, a game or anything like that. Right. Um, I right. actually haven't had too many game crashes on my PS4, which is you know fine i like that but yeah this one app <laughs> like that for every game. other day it's gonna crash like i'm just like ready for it when i boot up my playstation it's yeah s- it's super weird it's it's interesting um you know i was listening to episode 200 over the past few days since it you know since it took me 16 car was, rides to listen to it was um, a beefy one a that's for one. sure but, <laughs> um so when i was listening to it remembering parts of the conversation thinking about this this issue that people are having on PlayStation really uh, hammers home the point that Diamond was making that everyone's experience with this game has been so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, other, yeah, even, even other PlayStation players, like there's probably a part of the player base that's like, this isn't a problem for us. We're, we're perfectly fine. We're enjoying the game, but we love other it. People, we we yeah. love this shit. Right. It's and so there's good. other people that now can't turn on their consoles. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy, it crazy. To, to think, you know, how fragmented the, the player base is becoming with, with problem after problem that the game's facing. And, you know, and that's like, this is a big thing in comparison to just quality of life stuff that'll happen over time and improvements that they make to the game. But <laughs> it, it's just funny to, to think about Diamond's point that like, you know, he, he was saying that he's, he stopped promoting the game because he understands that everyone's experience has been so vastly different than right. His just, than you can't know. You can't promise yeah. them anything yeah. one way or the other. So Crazy. what's wrong? What's wrong with Anthem? Is it a uh, game breaking? No, 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 no. This motherfucker's console breaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Hey. It's, it's crazy. That's like even part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I'd be curious to see how Bioware addresses it, how they continue to address it, what you know, what the backlash is from Sony, you know, what they're what they're doing to support people that have issues with their console following this. So I'm I'm excited to to hear more how it unfolds. You did mention that Sony was like starting to issue refunds for people. Oh, they've they've been doing it okay. since since the game was consistently crashing to to dashboard and then when the reports first started happening about consoles shutting down completely they had already started issuing refunds before that so you can hmm. now i, I don't good. even think you really need to give a you know a, a a reason related to that i mean any even 
you know, anyone that doesn't like the game that wants to get their money back can now just claim that this is happening and they can get their money back, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I would, uh, something that we talked about, I think before we officially started recording the episode and we were, we were live was something that you mentioned, uh, trip, which is, I do appreciate how vocal Bioware has been as a developer with their game, right? Like they have mm-hmm. been very transparent. They have been vocal through social media, things like Reddit, Twitter, and and things like that. Like they're not hiding from this issue, which is great. They might right. not be responding as fast as people would like, but it's not like they're just ignoring the fact that yeah. this is a problem. Which no, is- I mean, it's it's a good point. I mean, we we love to to kind of hold the microscope up to the this game is like the newest live service game but if you compare it to any live service game that's ever been out so far i think they have the best track record of response not only like communication response but like actual game patching mm-hmm. of things that have that have been broken or or not working in the game properly or not something that a player likes in the economy you know and right. and pre-launch they were very vocal about things they expected kind of to communicate about and then mm-hmm. i think when the game actually launched everyone was like well what are they what are they doing what are they saying they've been pretty talky talky up until this point and then like then they came out with like a full list of notes and like next step plans and shit like that because you you do have to kind of get your own ducks in a row before you can promise a bunch of things and i think yeah even that like little amount of silence before they're saying okay here's what our plan is here's what we're saying i think that's even faster than like massive was or the bungee was in in year one Oh, for sure. Or Bethesda. I don't even fucking count that game as a game anymore. It just is this this blip on the radar. It's nice. They they did release the game. Failed experiment. Felix, you're shaking your head because you don't agree. (laughs) Of course I don't agree. (laughs) Dude, the game's broke. I played it. I played it. It was not broke. We both played it. It's not great. But, um, but the what, cool, the cool what, thing go, is, it points to that unevenness. It's still a problem. No, it, it, def, it some, definitely. Some people does, had a yeah. good experience. Other people did not. Some people yeah. had an experience. There some people had one an of those. Some people had a bad one. <laughs> um, right. No, I think it's great that 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 Bioware is being so vocal about this because it feels like from the state that they're releasing the game in, it's not the full. I want to say package that everyone I want to say was expecting. So them them taking in player feedback this this early and this quickly is pretty good, and we'll see what they do with it because player feedback is coming in in like droves, like like people, yeah. everyone has something to say about Anthem right now, whether it's good mm-hmm. or bad. Like people are enjoying mm-hmm. it, and there are people who are really not enjoying the the direction that they took with it, which is which happens. That happened with Destiny One, and Destiny One grew into a nice. Nice, beautiful, you know, it, big boy. It grew, but it yeah. struggled for so long. Like nothing actually got changed until a year Even after launch. Longer, you know, like for for a lot of things, like it took till it took till year three to fix things for to feel like a complete whole yeah. game. Yeah, for like sure. yeah, well, I guess I guess like year two is when it rounded. Like Taken King is when it rounded the corner, but it know, felt fun. Like finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like and and repeatable and grindable. But I think about like Division, dude. Like Division was banning their own players for playing the game yeah like, which is something that bioware has, something has done yeah. that was at launch with anthem third division well yeah uh yeah when we were first playing division there was oh yeah ah, fuck there was like one mission that you could cheese that was allowing you to drop gear like rapidly right mm-hmm. there was like one like 
It was, was it the raid or was it pre-raid? This was pre-early. So this was very, yeah. very early. Um, and it allowed you to do something where there was like a mechanic with a gate. I, I think you went out. I think you, you boundary um, broke and got somewhere else. And then you could like pick this guy out from like safety, kill him, get loot. Killing him. Yeah. yeah. And, and they um, were banning people that, that used that exploit. And this. Um, the oh, word? This, wow. I, you, that was like, heard, yeah. so long ago. Yeah. No, it this, happened this, when the game first came out. Yeah. Oh, I barely remember. Yeah. I barely remember. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. We, on we had a whole episode like about it because we were, were comparing and contrasting how yeah. to like, like, it's not just not how you handle your community. You don't, you don't ban people for doing something that exists in your game that you missed. And I mean, I thought that was like a pretty standard opinion to have, Dude, but this, that is this, literally the rule that like Bethesda is currently following. They have, yeah. they have been banning people who have been like, like finding the secret dev room and there was a guy who put you 900 can't. hours in and they thought he was duplicating ammo so they banned i did him. i heard that yeah. story too yeah that was the whole thing so you, you can't do it dude you can't yeah so I mean, glad who's a very big pve and speedrunner in destiny was playing anthem and he took advantage of a farm and a glitch and he got banned originally indefinitely until you know the soapbox that his twitter took over and then he partnered with people from bioware and they gave him a two-week suspension from the game mm-hmm. but like that's still ridiculous I mean, you know it's it's it is yeah it is just the, like, um, it is like the loot cave like, room you remember the loot cave from destiny one in, in destiny yeah, one yeah. they didn't ban people they didn't they, ban like, people they made a joke out of it later right like there is different there is a difference between exploitation like like DDoSing, taking advantage of network code and things like that yeah. versus like the, taking advantage of a glitch that is in your game. It would like literally be like someone from Nintendo coming and snatching your, your super Mario N64 game for taking advantage of a bug that exists in the game. Yeah, that's you know? exactly like, what that's, it would be that's like. That's ripped to all speedrunners right there. Cause right, exactly. That, it's like, those are cool, things that they like, use, you know, like acknowledge the fact that, like this exists and you learn from it you don't you don't ban a player for doing it like if glad was somehow affecting other players experiences and and you know it was manipulating network code or doing something like that like that's vastly different than just taking advantage of a glitch or an exploit that exists in the game and we're all relatively on the same page with this but apparently with this whole glad situation it brought the the debate like back out from under the rug and people are like well you shouldn't be exploiting games and i'm like how like what? Been, what, if just, what if you did this shit by accident? You know, because it's in the game. Yes. It's mistake. theoretically a thing that could happen, especially the bosses at the end of the Tyrant Mines in Anthem. I think if you're on their body when they die, you get an immediate loot drop, and then the game has the loot drop animation, which means you could get double loot. If you're just there by accident, you're going to get double loot, regardless and, of your like ability or, or uh, intention to skip that and then you get banned for that shit well, that's not cool and like let's yeah. let's pretend you're that person and if you run into it you go oh if i do this now i can get this much loot so now i'm gonna do this yeah and that's not like, his fault that's like him just so, using the game's rules to his advantage right that's so it. in the for in the first like three or four months of gta online coming out mm-hmm. right uh there was a glitch that gave you three point like it was like 3.4 billion or 3.4 trillion dollars of in-game currency I and remember. all you had to do to get that was play with somebody who already had the money like they didn't give it to you you just played a match with them so i played a match with this dude and i came out of the match with 3.4 trillion dollars or billion dollars in my account 
and I didn't do anything. Like I did nothing. Yeah. And I was severely worried that week that I was going to get banned randomly by Rockstar because I had all this money. I looked like somebody who'd been. How did they it. address that? Didn't they take the money away from everybody? Yeah, one day there was a patch, and all the money went down to, I think your everyone's account went to five hundred thousand uh, dollars. They took away none of the toys, though. They were all still a part. They're all to this day still a part. Like so, they I bought. Wanna, they didn't want to mess with the economy. So I bought every major off. car and every major gun right, with course. all that money. And then uh, I just had 500000 in my account, and then I still had all the, the stuff. So Yeah, cool. I think like the people that get frustrated with it are those that are, quite honestly, I think more frustrated that they're not being able to take advantage of it. So you think right, of someone right, like right, Glad, right. right, that like – he probably streamed for eight hours doing this glitch, right? And the people that are complaining just, are probably those that that aren't necessarily being able to do the same thing. Because if I want to play the game that way, like if I want to, that's all I want to do is, is farm this glitch, then that should have no bearing over the way that you want to play the game. Like especially a PvE to, game. Correct. It's not, it, again, this is not affecting another player's ability to play the game. Mm-hmm. I think it just comes to this like moral dilemma that people face that like, well, they don't want to play the game that way. That somehow makes it unfair for this person to play that game, that play the game this way, which just doesn't just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like a more it's a moral superiority that really is just based on nothing. (laughs) I mean, back in the day, we had Game Shark. And you could just fuck a game up and feel amazing while playing it. Again, you're not impacting another player experience. You're just doing what you want to do in the game. The benefit of our current age is that a developer can say, oh, that's kind of fucked up. I don't like that. And I can fix it. But to ban someone because of that mistake is just, it's bad. It's bad practice. And we're, we're all here under the assumption, at least at the beginning, uh, that Glad was doing a speed run uh, or like a loot glitch or like a, like a chest run. Like he was even speculating in his first video. Um, it turns out his, his clarification was that the wording specifically stated he used a storm ultimate ability glitch, which let you cast the storms ultimate move pretty much endlessly. And that was the glitch that actually got him the ban. And that makes even less sense to me than running a chest loop or speed running like a boss to get his loot quickly. Like you're just, you're, you're using an ability in the game. Like there's an exploit yeah. to make it run faster. Just patch it and be like, oh hey, we fucked up. You know? It just it's it's weird and it's like very banhammery. Yeah, I feel like, you know, this is something that developers probably go through when they don't <clears throat> they don't necessarily know how to handle that. You have to think right. that like this is Bioware's first time handling an online game like this. Like they haven't necessarily even dealt with this themselves. So yeah, maybe they're a little trigger happy. They they make the wrong decision. I think by communicating with him and not just like letting it exist is a good, you know, course correction for them. But it's it's going to be a learning process for them. They literally need to learn the things that Bungie has learned and learn the things that Ubisoft has learned. And yeah, uh, you know, we hoped that they would be they'd be wiser, but I know, um, just making the same mistakes. I looked up that division ban situation. Yeah. Um, it was in our first expansion, and there was a, a pair of skills, Survivor Link and Mobile Cover, 
which I guess in a specific area allowed people to effectively speed run the whole dungeon in about 20 minutes without setting off traps or alerting enemies. And they got uh, just the loot at the end of it from that. They just skipped the and whole then, content. And then wow. Ubisoft banned people calling it a code of conduct violation. Right. And then the, the COC uh, says that exploitation of any new or known issues or bugs is forbidden and may result in account suspension or revocation. So would you right. say that like, that's a different case because they knew they were actually bypassing the content rather than... Why? No, no. So, so if, I'm, if it's a game that's about builds, right, and I use, right. like, I find these skills, and I'm like, oh, shit, dude, with these skills, I can just fucking fly through. That's dope. Like, I'm going to do that. You found God mode. Also, also yeah. like, uh, so you're telling me that I can't bypass the product that I just paid for if that's the way that I want to use my money? Mm-hmm. Like you're effectively telling me that I can't skip the product that I just spent money on if I don't want which to. Which is which is a weird it's weird, right? It's a weird sentence the, in itself, but yeah. Yeah. Like the other thing people do with microtransactions, they let you pay to bypass content in a lot right. of situations. Yeah, but you can't so do it. You can't don't do, do it, it without giving us money. Code of conduct. Yeah. First of all, what is a code of conduct in a video game? Second of all, be nice. You can't break any known issues so me as a player means that i have to go and find what these known issues are and then no break them you have to know they're known issues correct so is there a way for me to find them are you going to tell them you're going to tell them to next time next time a bug fix happens and it creates all these ripples in the code you got to find those bugs and not fuck with them either be good in your game conduct dumb own the fact that you made a mistake don't, yeah, it don't. was dumb when Ubisoft banned people. It's dumb when Bioware is, is banning people. It's I, the, I, I agree with what Diamond says on episode 200 with this as well, which is like the gamer is not wrong here, right? Like we, he thinks gamers are never wrong, but like in this situation, like this is not anything to do with us. You're mm-hmm. literally just you're trying to find a scapegoat and you're blaming you're blaming the player of your product versus Dude, blaming the product. Yeah, they, in they the first the code, destiny you know? expansion in the first destiny expansion the dark below people are, people were yanking their internet cables out during the final I raid boss crota to be able to freeze him in place burn him down and get the loot and bungie was like we for sure fucked up we fixed it no one got banned but that's like legitimately a bannable offense you're fucking with your network connection, which affects all of the players that out of anything would for sure be a bannable code. And they were like, wow, that was kind of embarrassing. Wasn't it? We fixed it. <laughs> that's, that's how you, you got it. us. You got you us. Got us. Yeah, Good job. Guys. Literally anything even in the club, they, they made a joke about anymore. Well, you could tell they've had, they had good humor based on what Neo was talking about earlier, where, uh, after people looted that cave over and over again, they left a pile of bones. Mm-hmm. And with a, with with case, a haunting yeah. haunting little message, yeah, you know, many yeah. even even here. a million deaths will not be enough for master. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's it, what was. it was. Um, so moving moving away from it uh, to a completely separate topic, I know you wanted to talk, uh, Felix, a little bit about your platinum. Um, yeah, share, like, so we were. I, it was funny. I was. I was <laughs> it sounds I terrible when you say it. I want to talk about why? my platinum trophy. <laughs> why does it sound terrible? What's funny is it's like I'm wearing a fucking platinum trophy around my neck. Is you could be. Well, I'll get you one. <laughs> that I know. I keep referencing episode 200. It's just super fresh in my mind because I just listened to it. And, yeah, it's okay. Uh, you weren't. We weren't. We both of us weren't on episode 201. So thinking about like where you were not you were not done platinuming it. You were still thinking about strategies to get some of the platinum trophies. And we were talking to you about like that. You need to go for it and stuff like that. So what was, 
for the past two weeks, you know, since that, that episode mm-hmm. recording, what, what has that journey been like for you and, you know, kind of where you're at with the game? Well, to be honest with you, um, I, I think I might've said on that show that like, I don't, yeah, I said on that show that I don't want to induce rage in myself. Right. Like, like the kind of, <laughs> the kind of ugly rage. I thought it was your that, whole shtick. So that surprised you, me. You did in that the was, last show. And I, I told well, you there's, there's a shtick and then there's like the shit that hits the wall. And it's like, this is going to make me throw myself out of a window. I, I reference back to the experience. Uh, is Locke okay? He's, oh, Okay, your head was down and stuff. Uh, Having a keyboard I, issue, and I muted I, myself to try and fix that's it. That's okay. I just, <laughs> yeah. sure just you were all right. I, I wasn't sure if you were vomiting or fixing your slammed keyboard. right into that brick wall of content. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so I referenced back to my experience when I played Uncharted Four on Crushing, which did produce oh, an I, awful lot of really entertaining clips and everything like that. I remember. But you need to understand that how how I was feeling behind the scenes after i accomplished that i literally when i accomplished that couldn't go to sleep for hours was it the adrenaline that. was it just coursing through you it, it was it was how anxious i was feeling for hours after i had completed that and remember i do morning streams <laughs> i had completed that in the morning or in the late the early afternoon and i was still not able to sleep that night right so, like, I, yeah, it's great and it's entertaining for other people, but I genuinely, honestly have some kind of, like, biochemical issue when I get that rage-induced. And it's not good for me. It's not healthy, and I don't want to die young. So I want to do less of that, and I want people to be more entertained by just me as a person, not just Those are good goals as a goals to have. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so, I don't think that should be like. So, in fairness to my own people health, watch you. Back to the point, though. So, in in fairness of my own health, I don't want to do the hardest possible things in a trophy run on stream anymore. I'm done with it. So, like, you I didn't won't, do a lot of the Resident Evil stuff on stream. I, I absolutely did not do the two hardcore runs live on stream. Oh, and interesting. If, if people had witnessed what I turned into. They would it would have been a laugh riot, <laughs> like a drooling puddle of like my precious kind of like Lord of the Rings like 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 pain. I was like I was like Lord fucking, of the Rings. Yeah, like I was precious. Gollum and I was precious. trying to get the ring. Like that's how that's how crazy I was to get this like trophy. Um, and you know, Mrs. Felix was just like ready to punch through the wall to get get at me to shut me up. You know, like you're gonna take all those consoles one day and be like, you know what? Because it was hard. It was it was was super hard. Like the doing and here's the thing. I did not do that on an S plus with the uh, there's no way I'm ever going to. Like I I don't think I can handle the level level of pressure. I mean to do do it anything from if you do that? Is it just bragging rights? Here's the way I rational yeah, that's it. Because you get unlockable you get yeah, you get like from Claire you get an unlimited submachine gun. You get from Leon, you get an unlimited rocket launcher. At that point, what are you going to use it on? All the game modes have been completed. There's right, no additional done. game mode after that to use it on, right? Uh, you can get both hardcore trophies by getting an A-rated playthrough, uh, which means you do it in at least under four hours, which I did. So, yeah, I mean, don't kill yourself if that's all you right. need then. 
uh, I just wanted the trophies. You know, that's all I wanted. I got them. Um, but the the final, the William Birkin three fight, which is the <laughs> one in the in the <laughs> octagonal room where he chases that. you all over the place as a giant super monster, is one of the hardest fights I've had. It's not gimme got a war mode in God of War. You got a war, mm-hmm. which is the hardest thing I've ever played. But it's like it's hardly manageable. And it's especially, I don't even know how it's managed when you don't have any bullets or ammunition. What I went into that with, I earned when I did my S plus run, which was an unlimited handgun. And I could just shoot it over and over So that's what you were using the handgun? Yeah. The unlimited handgun is how I was able to accomplish it. Now, it was still hard as fuck. I don't even know how somebody does it with limited ammo. I don't. Like... I would have to play it many, many more it times like they might not to understand to. that. I mean, what you just described is probably the way that someone does it. Yeah, no, to get, a, to, get an S plus, yeah, to get an S plus, you can't use the unlimited handgun. But, it's something. But you yeah. earned it by doing the S plus. That's how you got the unlimited handgun. No, I did an S plus on standard, not hardcore. What I'm saying is, is it's, a, it's a progression, dude. Like, yeah, yeah it so is. for the S plus for hardcore, you can't use that. But that's not what I'm talking about. For your trophies, yeah. you did it probably the way that it's intended. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, you play the standard. You get the S plus. You get the unlo- unlockable uh, unlimited handgun. Then you can use that for the hardcore runs. And that, yeah, that is the progression, yeah. um, which makes made perfect sense. I also got uh, went through and got all the... The other trophy, which is the, the getting all the raccoon statues, which is something built into the game, mm-hmm. and uh, you get the raccoon statues, you get the unlimited knife. <laughs> so cool. the w- first William Birkin fight, you can knife him to death in uh, thirty seconds. Damn! And win the win the first William Birkin fight with the unlimited knife. Is that when he's successful. chasing you around that like uh, yeah yeah facility yeah, yeah. area? Yeah yeah. Yeah, so that's not even an issue. Like I can do that fight on hardcore in like thirty seconds with that knife. So not, not an issue at all, but yeah, but it was, it was, it was good accomplishing it. I don't ever want to do it again. It was just hard. And the ty- super tyrant fight on the Leon hardcore. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to figure it out, but like, man, it was not, it's not as hard as the William Birkin fight, but it's still just gross. Like in how difficult they made it, but, uh, but it was good. And, and one of the most annoying trophies is the stupid lore one, the lore trophy. Why? Because you got to get all the collectibles, the readables. And what did those dicks do? What did those dicks do? They spread it across all four playthroughs. So there's oh, four playthroughs there's, have different. Yeah, there's different shit you can only fuckers, get. Yeah, a majority of them show of up. Of course in, they did, dude. Oh, of course, course they, they did. did. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you do most of them, most of them are in a single A playthrough of either character. Mm-hmm. Most of them are in a single A playthrough. But then there's very specific ones for the B run for Claire. The, Doesn't the that make B. sense? Yeah, yeah it makes 100% sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. But <laughs> it sucks because what you have to do is go through. And I did this play four times. I played four times. You I have to, it. dude. I was maniacal. That was the last trophy I got, though. So it was I just do like, want to start a new run as Claire. I need to do the Claire A Leon B run. Oh, I haven't done. I haven't even started yet. I know you, you guys don't care about trophies as much, but for anyone out there who does mm-hmm. care about trophies, if you're trying to get the one where you do under steps, a certain amount of steps, fourteen thousand steps, it's called a, a small carbon footprint. Uh, what you should do is use the B run because there's less steps in the B run because you don't have all that crap at the oh. at the store. So if Those you do the, the strats, dude, if you do the B run, uh, in addition to that, to get under the steps, you have to ignore 
Those are strats. You, you, you have to ignore the extra gun. But you play on assisted, so it's easier. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, you know the extra gun for both characters? Like, he gets the lightning hawk from the Stars Lab. Yep. And, and she, then she, she gets, she a, gets a, a machine gun from the mm-hmm. Stars Lab. You just ignore those guns on the 14,000 step run. So I did, I did it in just over 12,000 steps. And I did it on a B run. And I did it. When I did it on A, and I, I know people have done it on A, but I got, I couldn't get below uh, 16,000 steps. Is there but, an active counter that you can like refer to? Yeah. Yeah. All of your counters for everything are in the records. So while you're playing live, if you hit start, you can go to your records. You can see how many steps you've counted and you can see uh, how many health packs you've used, how many types you, you've opened the lock boxes. You can see all of those things and keep track of them and know, know if it's worth it even to continue. You know, like if you, if you, in either of those B runs, Leon or Claire, if you get to the sewers and you're over, uh, I would say over eight thousand steps, you've already failed. There's no way to, mm. there's, no, there's no way to accomplish it at that point. Mm-mm. You you need to be when you get to the sewers, you need to be just over six thousand steps to accomplish it. When you get to the sewers, wow! And the sewers, I found when I got there, I spent a lot more time backtracking because. In my mind, I'm definitely more familiar with the police station in general. Oh, the fucking sewers. If, if, unless you it's play the all game. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. The sewers is just so fucking confusing when you first do it at least three or four times. It wasn't until like my fourth or fifth playthrough of the game that the sewers were like, oh, now that this makes sense. Yeah, and you find you know, the shortcuts in the really, sewers, but yeah. In the sewers, you don't even realize it, but there's really only a right and a left turn. Right mm. goes somewhere, left goes somewhere. And you get the king and queen pieces from the that's left. A, you, it's you a get, metaphor for life. Right. right there, you dude. get you get the rook from the right. That's it. It seems way more complicated, but it's it's down a staircase. If you make a left, you get the king and queen pieces. If you make a right, you get the rook piece. And that's it. Once you get it, you go back. You're done. You get on that little tram and you go fight the fuck. Your brain is like so in tune <laughs> with this game. I love it. Yeah, dude. I you like the only you reason I'm got your mentality right now about this you, game. And I also did hunk. I did the hunk run. I was going to That's ask. a trophy. Yeah. I did it's hunk. Kind of doing the I did, PowerPoint. Dude, too. I did hunk in just under, uh, just over 10, uh, 10 minutes. Wow. I, I haven't done the hunk I mean, it's uh, fast. It's fast. But like, and I don't know what the world's best is or something like that. But like most people, <laughs> I was told uh, most people averaged 15 minutes on the hunk run. I did it in 10. Just over 10. Have you played Tofu? Humble brag. I, I attempted I attempted Tofu. So what I was going to say is I definitely am going to go back and try and get the other Tofus. There's six fucking Tofus. <laughs> six Tofus? <laughs> yes. The first Tofu, in order to get to the other six, is all knives. You just have a bunch of knives and you're a piece of Tofu and you go, you're doing the hunk run, right? And you can only do it with knives. And I almost beat the motherfucker. I almost got out alive. As the tofu, and I think I can do it. If you get out, you get another tofu that, and I don't know the order, but one of them has all grenades. Another one has all like an unlimited machine gun. You know, another one has like unlimited rockets. Like so, you keep unlocking. There's like six fucking tofus, all with interesting voices and hats. Wow. They're um, they're to emulate all the star the star original stars members. Um, oh. first for the new um, 
for the remake of the game, the hunk run speed run right now is six fifty six. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured. Are you gonna? You're gonna beat no. that, Felix? You're gonna be in a, uh, SGDQ? You're gonna submit no, a run? No. No. Ten minutes was pretty fast, yeah, though. Yeah, I no, have to admit. Oh no. Locks no. <laughs> locks like it's not even fucking close, dude. Six minutes. That's not true, dude. I was telling you to figure out the S plus run two weeks ago. Oh my god. I just. I get it, dude. I, you don't want to do it. You don't have to do it. There, there was this in my mind's eye after I completely finished it, Lock. To be honest with you, I said, I think I know what the strategy is that could get me through it, and I could probably do it. But like. Well, maybe you put it down. Like you're you, not going to forget yeah. the strategy. Like maybe you, you take a break. You go in. You try well, it off stream. On that on that break now. Guess what I'm doing? Ultimate the the ultimate uh, uh, difficulty on the Spider-Man PS4 game. <laughs> of course, that's how I I beat the game for the first time that way. You did it on ultimate. I just I played the, it the hardest. The hardest. Difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See, I didn't do it. Um, you, you know, to be honest with you, it's not really that hard because what do you always forget? You forget Dodge. your spider. He no, you forget. Ultimate, you forget your spider. Difficulty. No, you you you. Uh, I'm saying ultimate on a Spider-Man game is not hard because you're fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> like you're as long as you don't get hit, you're OP. You're fucking everybody up. Everything like, is pretty much dodgeable, which is nice in that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I now know that the web bomb is the most useful thing. Like you web bomb the best. Yeah, you throw that web bomb. You literally. You know, you get so many combo points when you do it. It's just like it pins like so three cool. guys on a wall when you use it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Just really good. Bomb. Just use the web bomb. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Yeah, thanks for letting I'm me. I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm proud of you. I mean, the one you, you did with this game from from about to like just frisbee the disc down the street and have cars run over it to platinuming this game. I'm just I'm, I'm it, proud. You know? It's very it's <laughs> impressive as hell. Uh, like, I will tell you guys that two other games that I am super on. I'm not going back and retroing. I'm not doing that. But if they do make the remake of Resident Evil 3, I'm on it. I think we I'm all are. I, I feel like that's a thing that's going to happen. And I have a very strong feeling toward Resident Evil 7 now. So, Ooh, okay. oh. so I might okay. be considering purchasing okay. that. In, so in you haven't track. played 7? No. I actually was going to buy it on the last Steam sale, and I, I didn't do it. Seven's, seven's scary, dude. Seven's scary. scary as fuck. It's a scary is, it oh. scarier, is it scarier than Outlast, though? I, I, I won't play or look at Outlast, so maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But that shit, I don't know, dude. I'm actually just going to play it for yourself. Yeah. Okay, because like, I played, I played Outlast, and Outlast was scary as fuck. Yeah, but by like the middle, once you get, into, I watched some of your streams. With, I watched some of your outlast streams, and like you were thing. hiding in like a locker sometimes, and I was like, oh, I will. Yeah, that's <laughs> really fucking scary. Here's the thing with with horror games is like, it's really the start of horror games that's the problem because then you get like, you get tunneled into the environment and like the way the game is played that like, is not as scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Because like a good oh, yeah, horror yeah. game doesn't just do jump scares, and I think that's yeah. why Resident Evil Seven got a lot of, um, took a lot of flack because a lot of it was was catered around just like jump scares versus. There was a like lot this. of jumps for sure. Yeah, there was like, a few, but there are a lot of genuine like really terrifying moments in the game. Oh, I'm not saying yeah. that there aren't. It's just yeah. like there's more to a horror game than just like you know out of uh, nowhere something popping up in your face. You know, it's the my same biggest with like movies, you know like jumps in that game were all from jump scares i mean the 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 biggest tension can come from not having the the resources for what you're doing but Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they definitely like build up some moments and then yeah, something good. They play on suspense a lot too, like, right, cool. uh, especially right. with fighting the pop, the whoever that father is in seven. Whoever like oh, the, yeah, yeah. and like and fighting him, you're just like, oh my god, he's just still coming at me, and yeah. uh, that's terrifying because mm-hmm. he becomes Mister X at one point. So, sorry, spoiler alert for Resident Evil Seven. No, so, someone already spoiled that. That's oh, why okay. I'm. That's why I'm intrigued to try it. You should play it. I think it's great. I think it it kind of falters the last like hour or two, but other than that, it's like. But I did, I did try fun. and go. I did try and go in and watch footage of older games to see if I'm. Like I thought about the remake of one, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do it, man. I can't go back and fucking play that like, tank, tank controls. Not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I won't. I won't be doing that. Nope. And I'm not going to do four either because that just looked. It just looked too dated for me, man. Even can't even with it. the HD remaster, four is dope, dude. Four is really good. I, I, played, I played four. I played played it originally. Yeah, first one. It's I amazing. Can't, I'm not. I'll just wait for the next like remake game or get seven like. Do seven. That's a, that would be fun to do on stream for you. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I am. Cool, man. Cool. Oh, I did buy um, Mark of the Ninja too on my Switch. Congratulations. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't played it Great, yet. Great, man. I'm going <laughs> to check it out. Means. I'll get back to you later. It's called Mark of the Ninja. Right. I'm familiar. Um, Trip, do you want to hit... Um, so today was the release of the next batch of... D2 content. That Destiny um, content, dude. Hell yeah. I've been following stuff on social media and Reddit, but I have not dove into the game myself yet. So mm-hmm. I'm imagining you streamed it today, right? I did. You yeah, did it. about what I do. I went from 12 to about 6.30. I got ready for the show. Okay. So what, so are, what, are, you, what are your first hands-on chunk in there. opinions um, on it? Uh, what we're getting this season is essentially two two modes of the game that are that are going to be built up kind of over time. And the goal of, of these modes is to grow your role as a player of Gambit Prime. So Gambit Prime is a new evolution of Gambit. Gambit is a, a PvEVP mode in Destiny where you fight enemies up to a certain point. You can invade your other uh, opposing team. Literally yourself go over to their side and fuck with them while they're doing their own thing. But you have to kill enemies, pick up what they drop, bank all of these moats that they drop in the middle of the uh, of your field which summons a giant boss that you then burn down. First person to do that wins. Original Gambit took place over three rounds if needed. Two or three would win. Uh, Gambit Prime is one round with bosses that have mechanics before you can actually do meaningful damage to them. Um, I play a lot of Gambit Prime today, and I like it a lot better than regular Gambit. A whole lot better. Nice. Um, There are so many more opportunities to drop moats that you don't have to worry about a blueberry picking up 15. Um, there's a lot more ads in general. So like the pileup of moats happens quicker. Um, the boss mechanics are great and the invasion mechanics feel really well-timed both for catch-up and both for just like counterplay while you're both at the boss phase. Like some of the best pro- Gambit prime matches were when both teams were together and like matched specifically and we would just be trading boss health higher or lower back and forth. Um, right. It was really cool and really exciting. But still that took took less time than a full original gambit game okay which feels better to me because like you know when you're in gambit and you don't want to be in gambit and your team is just sucking and you're just like i don't want to be here but i want to quit and like just not get anything it just it doesn't feel good prime to me felt good um and there's obviously like there's three new layers of um 
of uh, of bounties to hunt while you're playing. So even matches you lose, you're going to be getting progress, at least in this beginning area of Gambit Prime. Um, if you're a player who's not hit 650 or even anywhere near that that amount of time yet, or amount of uh, power level, I should say, they did give you new bounties from the Drifter that will get you up to 640 gear automatically. It just straight up gives you blue tier 640 gear so you can play um, the newest content. So once you play Gambit Prime, it drops uh, synths for you. And you pick one of the four roles they've designated for... Uh, your synth and for gambit they have an invader they have a reaper they have a collector and they have a sentry invader is someone who goes over to the other team and invades obviously collector picks up the moats reaper kills ads and sentry uh defends your bank from uh the blockers that get sent when people deposit and also invaders so the idea is you get these synths and the synths can be turned into a moat that you then offer into one of these portals inside of the new PV only mode called the reckoning. You go into the drifter's ship, you get sucked into that actual thing that he's carrying behind his ship and you play a horde mode wave activity. Oh, that's what that thing and is. So whatever synth you offer into a moat as you get a piece of armor from that set. Randomized. Um, randomized piece of gear. Yeah. But it's always going to be like invader set or, or uh, collector set, whatever is you've given rolls that. on the gear or no rolls are random. Yep. But they are, they are differently random rolls. So you can, you can continually grind this for a refined role, a better role. There's no caps on synths. You get synths automatically from winning gambit prime. So like you don't play this to a point and you're done for the week. You can really, really sink your teeth into this. If you want to sink your teeth into it, which I think is a really, a really good gameplay loop for That's people cool. right yeah. now. You don't, you're not like, like Black Armory is limited by frames. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a system like that. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, Um, We only have Reckoning Wave 1 right now. Wave 2 will drop on Friday. Um, And you essentially wager more moats to get more armor. So, like, right now, like the base layer of armor that needs tier 1 to play, you wager one moat. There's already a quest built in um, in the first hour or so of the game to upgrade your moat generator. And you can now make rare level moats for two. since you put two cents in and they have a rare moat that you can wager but there's nowhere to put in the machine yet that'll be friday when wave two comes out and then there's the wave three there's a legendary level of gear that you can get the coolest thing is that um obviously you wear a full set you'll get a a a bunch of perks to whatever role you want to play in gambit but all these perks have numerical values and a rare piece of gear is plus three to that lane or that 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 style of play Okay. What that means is you can wear four pieces of gear and get like plus 12 invasion and then wear one like Reaper gear and have the first level of Reaper perks and kind of mix and match your own player build depending on how you want to play Gambit or what you find important to you perk wise. Right. This may be too early to tell because the game is the game mode just came out like this Mm -hmm. is all brand new. Um, Mm -hmm. What? What does that plus 12 actually mean? So when like, you equip it, like sorry, a piece of gear, when you equip a piece of gear, it'll give you what all the numerical values perks they're going to give you on your like character screen. But I forget like specifically. So like, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, so is the invader like plus three damage output for invaders or plus three health? Like, is there actually a specific like perk that is being given and is that where with the those value no is? no it's more like um so on a legendary set every piece just gives you plus three to like your perk 
meter. So it's five pieces of gear, three points each gives you 15 points. If you have, if you're wearing 15 points of gear, you're going to have every perk that the invader set has, or that the collector set has, but they're all tiered. So you can wear two pieces, get plus six and have like level two of those perks. Okay. There's no like numerical value to like damage. So I guess like collecting that you're having from the numbers on the gear. Do each of these roles have a, a generic ability that they're responsible for? I guess that's what I'm not understanding. Like, this plus 15 is giving you value to to what? Like, what is the ability that you're getting these point values to? It's, and that's what I guess I'm trying is to this the, uh, the colored where? armor that you get? From, it is. For yeah, which this is, yep. this is a great idea. This is the first oh, time yeah. that Bungie is doing, um, like actual specific gear for Mm -hmm. specific roles for Mm -hmm. a specific game mode so this opens up the door for a lot of possibilities so i'm super excited about this exactly i guess just from not diving in yet what i'm interested in is like is reapers you know thing that they can you know take more damage when they're invading and then is that slider plus 15 meaning they can take more damage than plus three or is it each piece of armor has a specific perk to that overall gear set. Does that make sense? It does. And it's neither or I'm trying to describe this without having concrete examples. And I'm actually pulling up my inventory right now just to give you, or be able to show you or speak it out loud to you. What, what it kind of is. Um, it's all about how much of any one class you want to play as that's all the numbers represent because lower tier of gear gives you like plus one, like a, a, a rare piece of gear is plus one towards whatever, ability stack like a rare piece is uh, is plus two and the legendary piece is plus three mm-hmm. and having 15 power on anything gives you that full stack as long as you're like playing on that on that gear set right so let me for example i just i'm in my character gear right now and i'm wearing just because it's the most powerful arms that i have i'm wearing the invader arms currently okay so i have the invader list up right now um if you have plus three invader you get, while invading, ammo slowly trickles to your kinetic and energy weapons over time. Got you. Okay. If you have plus three, grants an improved invasion overshield. Plus ten, each guardian defeated while invading grants a temporary damage bonus once you return to your arena. And then fifteen on invader is invading locks the enemy's bank. Stand near the locked bank to drain moats. Got it. So that's a really powerful ability if you're wearing the full set. But that requires you to have all the invader pieces on because each piece only gives you plus three. But like I was saying before, you can only wear like, say you just want to get your munitions ammo back and your improved overshield. You could wear two pieces of invasion gear, which will get you invasion plus six. You'll get those perks and then you can load out your, your armor with whatever else you want to wear. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of um, ability to customize your shit to however you want to play, which I think is the best part of this. No, that's that's awesome, and that answers my question. So that yeah, that's, it's, it was a hard concept to explain without like knowing what perks you got per set. Mm-hmm. But it's that in depth and and that laney for each uh, each set essentially. Right. So right, the right. only thing we're gated at right now is the tiers of reckoning, but those are going to be released kind of mm-hmm. over the week, and then on next Tuesday you get um, the Thorn Quest. Mm. Really already. We're getting that on the twelfth, which is the early access day for Division Two. So I'm tempted to boot the game up again just to just to try and get that. Do you think I mean, if you have the, if, 
do you know if it's going to be difficult? Do you know if it's going to be one of those really grindy? I, I know nothing I about the, the. Do you want me to quest. tell you the quest step? Because I'm literally reading it on Reddit right now. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, the I would actually like that. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'll just at you. Um, cool. I'll post it in the Destiny Discord. But yeah, it doesn't, it's going to be grindy. I mean, like, that's what they do with their exotic guns because they don't want you to just be able to just get it. But it's uh, not. I'm not trying to play like 300 competitive crucible matches, though. You know what I mean? I'm not well, I mean, to... I don't think it's going to, it's going to take that much, but. Cool. Um, you, we're not going to know specifics. It just tells you what you need to do. Um, All right. The first one is Nightfall Strikes or Killing Warlocks in the Crucible. Then it's Heroic Blind Well or Killing Titans in the Crucible. Then it's Escalation Protocol or Killing Hunters in the Crucible. And then it moves on to two other steps. And then okay. you get it. So there's, there's going to be some steps involved in it. But, I mean, I think... For a gun that they're giving you, you should put a little bit of work into. But I understand if you're playing other things, you don't want to sink a ton of time into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be a yeah. week before Division Two comes out. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. How have you been? Um, how have you been liking Division Two? I mean, is there anything else you wanted yeah, to talk was, about for 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 D two? Yeah. Trip, are you or do we feel like it's too early to tell right now? Um, the only thing that we haven't seen directly yet is the story content of this game. Like they hint at it. In, in little kind of bits. The drifter here has, um, he's been setting up these, these gambit missions and they're not really on the up and up and you're playing around with darkness. So people are, are kind of uneasy about it. The narrative previews Bungie has put out on their website talks about, um, meetings that people have had in the city about the drifters presence there. And then we're going to get a quest line in the game, but you only can choose one, uh, Vanguard allegiance or a drifter allegiance. But it is per character, so you're going to be able right. to experience it if you have more than one character. You can do right. both. Um, Makes sense. But you, I think you're essentially choosing light or dark, mm, which is a really cool. interesting way to take the story. Like so that. I'm very excited for that. And the, I think at least based on the um, the timeline, the Allegiance quest, the Vanguard quest, that'll be um, uh, available on Tuesday as well, along with Thorn. So we're going cool. to be getting right into that stuff. That's and then, awesome. of course, over the months, we get new Gambit Prime maps. We get uh, upgrading reckoning tears and then there is a new triumph there's a new uh, title to get for all this too so oh is there really what's the yeah. title the title is god i forget the name and i just quit my game <laughs> you don't <have> to <laughs> don't um, but it's all like gambit prime and reckoning focused for sure that's cool though yeah maybe yeah. i can finally get a title. i just i like how you can grind this without like a limit so mm-hmm. if someone really wants all these sets or wants a better set not limited by anything but but time and luck yeah, it's, pretty, it's, it's a pretty nice counter to the uh, Black Armory, where yeah. it is kind of like more gated weekly content, you know? Yeah, it just yeah. I think it was smart because like they know they're up against Anthem's release. They didn't pack this full. Like, I think Black Armory was kind of a fuller expansion than people expected it to be, especially with having a raid in it. There's no raid in this. The Reckoning is the only PVE high level activity that you're going to get along with Gambit mm-hmm. Prime for like a little bit new pve stuff or pvp right. stuff um but it's cool because you can engage as much as you want you don't need to you can do it if you want to play the other games do your thing you know you don't i don't feel this pressure to like oh fuck i have to really manage my time now it just it's very it's casual and it's it fits to your play style I just yeah like fun. personally i prefer this this type of release schedule i was actually watching glad stream a little bit before we got on just to see just to see if the game and see what he was playing. And they were actually in the middle of a conversation where they were complaining about the annual pass. Mm. And I, and I get it as like a content creator, just wanting all of it at once to just like literally yeah. like snort it if you want to do it that way. But right. like it, 
it's unrealistic for for the for people to play the game that way. Like, yes, yeah. there's a subset a human. of people that will be able to a do human. That. Yeah, yeah, right. He like what he was describing, and it's kind of funny because like the more he talked, the more it made sense that he's literally talking for like one percent of the population. He's like, right. I want to not sleep and play all the content in Joker's Wild, so then I can do the same for Division Two. And yeah. he's like, well, now when Division 2 comes out, like I have to hop back into Destiny because new content's going to come out in another two weeks. And now I'm going to have to play both games. And it's like, well, well, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. that's how most people play games is they, they play it over time. They don't like, you know, don't sleep for 72 hours. It, you know? yeah. Right. And I think it can work both ways. I think if there is the right set of content that's released in the right set of ways, then it works. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm glad that, you know, this loop that they've created, at least thus far from what we know within the first couple of hours, seems like something that will be um, everlasting versus something that may burn out in 24 to 48 hours or even over over the course of a week. Um, What I'm what I'm anxious to see is how they fit how they fit this into a whole season. Right. Because we're we're talking the next, you know, what, three months of of content that they're going to be creating. Is that right? We're getting Uh, what's the next one? Oh, the next one is over the six. Say, what were we saying? What, what is it? Three months or six months that they're doing for season? Three months. Three months, right? Yeah. So um, we'll get the next one in the summer. Right. Right. So you know, this is you know, if they do enough content week over week or once every two weeks, then you can draw out enough over the course of the three months. So I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, personally, we don't have to get into to too much of it because I want Neo to speak before we wrap the episode. Which is like, there's also sandbox changes that have happened. Um, there's things that they're doing to other parts of the game that will hopefully, you know, make that game worthwhile to play. Like I, mm-hmm. I mentioned it in the discord that they're changing the competitive rules a little bit. They've done some balancing to some classes and to some exotics that have, people have been talking about for quite some time. So hopefully the PVP aspect of it also, you know, um, sees a little bit of a spark to, to get people playing that again. Um, so I, I think they're in a good spot overall, right? Um, um, I'm curious to see, division two's release and what happens within the first you know few weeks of division quite honestly after playing anthem and before you go neo that i'm actually quite honestly thinking about jumping into division i might not do it right away welcome. I don't think I'm gonna, we welcome you i don't think i'm gonna be like a week one player but i'm thinking that it may be something that i can balance with the release schedule of destiny right that there might mm-hmm. not be a lot of content so i can play both games like somewhat casually mm-hmm. um because I, I, i'm not going to be playing anthem not unless they change things pretty dramatically for me but you know my my first comment playing the division closed beta to to diamond and to everyone that i was playing with was like this felt more of the same which more, now more i'm realizing division. more division which is not yeah. necessarily a bad thing it was no. like but i'm looking for fresh and new i mean wasn't destiny 2 but, just like oh this is more destiny yeah but i wanted that you know what i'm saying like i wanted that versus i wanted division two to be different like i wanted it to evolve and not be more of the same at least that's what i thought and i guess what i'm getting at is is like after playing anthem and being disappointed that like i'm actually thinking that more division is not a bad thing anymore and that i'm thinking like it may be something that i want to play more of at this point and for me for me personally i I think it's a good thing. I've been playing a lot of Division One uh, lately. I played um, me and me and my me and my roommate have been diving hard into it, and this is like the first game I've been able to get him into in a long time. Um, 
and we played survival the other day and we won and it felt really great and just the whole game just feels really good and then this mm-hmm. weekend we played the division two beta together and right. man it, it it definitely is more of the same but there are a lot of things that they have appeared to tweak in this game um possibly for the better maybe it depends on on how you look at it um uh i'll say for one thing they changed the way modding guns works so far within the first eight levels of the game is it's the only way i only thing i can speak to because that's yeah. that's that's all they gave you um you unlock different mod bonuses through upgrading your base this time or upgrading at your base um mm-hmm. And a weird thing that the mods are doing, which I'm noticing there's a lot of pushback on, is it'll offer you, like, a positive and a negative stat. So, like, it'll give you um, plus 15% to accuracy, but minus uh, 10% to your ammo pool. So, like, okay. like you're now, like, you have to, like, kind of balance things in a way where, okay, do I want to take this negative perk with this mod, or do I want to just run modless, or do I want to swap it for a different mod. Now, gotcha. the change means that you're not going to be hoarding a whole bunch of um, like mods and different, um, you know, different modifications for your gun, um, mm-hmm. which got really tedious in the first game. Uh, I got to say, it was really hard to determine for me in the first game which mods I needed to hold on to and which ones I could just let go because I would never use them. So I ended up mm-hmm. having like 80 mods in my bank that were taking up space for me. Um, so this way they're kind of like streamlining how the modding process works, which can be good or bad, depending on how they pull it off. If, if there's enough pushback on these negative mods or the negative stats that they are attaching to these mods, I, I, I don't know. I just think, I think the case that people are making are, it's really weird that you're going to be taking away from a bonus and forcing me to not use a mod or. But I, we don't know because it's only the first eight levels of the game. So right, level right. 30 can look totally sure. different. Right. Um, but I think um, what's interesting is I, I'm actually more interested now thinking about the evolution of the story, which, you know, when I first hopped into Division 2, it was more like, let me just get my hands on the mechanics and see it and, and, and like – see how it felt, see the menu changes, see the way that the gun system worked, like all of those nitty gritty things. Um, but what sparked my curiosity was when they started talking about the evolution of the story from New York's New York to DC. Now I still think at least from my initial assumption that New York was a much better map and a much better environment than DC has been thus far. I think the atmosphere in New York was very perfect. I thought it it created a really amazing atmosphere. Very cool. Especially with the quiet snow and just, Mm. just the whole, the whole nature of that game felt really good. Um, yeah, this one being in the summer and in DC, it, it's not as from what I, from how I felt, you're not as like, claustrophobically surrounded by these buildings which is mm, which is a lot of true. the feeling of of new york but in this right. case there's a lot more um i think there's a lot more going on in the map if if that makes sense uh oh, yeah. you're you're vertically going up into the first hideout that you that you find you're you're vertically going up into it and there's more people around there are active patrols going on the streets and it, it'll tell you if they're gathering materials or water or whatever and there's a lot more yeah. dynamic events on the map happening. So it's not going to be as quiet as New York either because they want you to it almost seems like they want you to go out in the world and each hideout will have projects that you can work toward by, 
you know, stopping uh, issues in DC, in like the DC world, or mm-hmm. gathering materials or finding certain items for people in the hideouts. So they right. want you to go out and dynamically change the nature of the world by fighting for certain areas of DC too. Cause they're on your map. It'll be marked like, Oh, this place is being held by enemies. So go take this area. And then mm-hmm. I'm guessing after a certain period of time, it's going to flip back after you capture. Right. 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 It's so like, like it's a, yeah. And it's a way you can like, um, it's not necessarily like a, like a dungeon. Like, it's not like you're doing a dungeon. It's like, um, if you need to farm an area, go, okay, I need these materials. Then I'm going to go and, and, flip these areas i'll 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 take care take care of this hostage situation or i'll take Mm -hmm. care of like whatever activity world event is happening at that moment so they're adding world events like across like the map it seems in the in the first eight level area yeah i hope they remove i hope they um like one of my biggest complaints with with uh division in terms of the map i think my only complaint about division and the map was that and I know it's extremely difficult. I know this is like backseat game development, but like most of the buildings were not, you couldn't do anything with most of the buildings, right? Like a vast majority of the buildings you just ran past, right? There was nothing you can do with them and interact with them in any way. The game was, took place in the streets essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Except for a few buildings that the game took you through for Mm -hmm. different reasons. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that with, with the DC that they can, they can change that a little bit. I think my first initial snapshot is they have the verticality and different things like that, at least from what we've experienced within the first section. They've talked about a marketing, uh, that the subway system, the underground system will be a whole maze in itself, like a whole Mm -hmm. large connecting maze. So there's at least another basement level to the map. Rather and of course the overworld, which will have buildings and that you can traverse into. Right. I uh, I remember the first time I actually took that subway in DC. Okay. And it's an architectural marvel. Oh. So if they captured it like, you know, real true to life, then it's going to be really interesting to be in it. So. According to their dev diaries, they're saying they they went really far to capture DC one to one from from yeah. all the playable they're- areas. Their subway system is like a subway system from the future. Like it's, it, it does look, it looks really, really nice. I remember first time playing Fallout Three and seeing they captured some of like the ceilings. They tried to do it. Like they that. tried to do like, it. Yeah, it's still pretty cool. Mm. Um, but yeah. So I, I got cool area to run around. Are you doing Division Two? I am doing Division Two. You know, it actually pushed me into that playing Anthem. <laughs> That's funny. Um, just because, like, I knew that it wouldn't be a thing that a lot of people were playing, and I think I want another game outside of Destiny. Sure. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't going to be Division, or sorry, if it wasn't going to be Anthem, I think it's going to be Division. I originally didn't buy Division; I didn't have access to it. But well, guys, I'm really- I like it enough. I like it enough that I think I'm okay with investing more time into it. I'm right. really curious on what the raids are going to be like. There are eight player raids in this game. So yeah, that could be cool. pretty in, cool. In, incursions, right? That's what they call well, them. Well, in Division 1, the end game, a lot of the really hard end game activities were called incursions. Um, these they are, have used these the are word raid, raids. though. These are They've straight up raids. In marketing, yeah. The, huh? the cap for a party in the first game was four players. So they're upping it to eight players this time for these specific events. Now, I'm wondering, are they going to do it like Destiny does and create like a really elaborate way to perform these um 
these mm. activities or are they just gonna be straight up like this is my team we're gonna cover shoot our way through well you're not fighting aliens so what kind of puzzles are they gonna create well they could do <laughs> things like do... oh stop the bomb or defuse this or yeah i think like there is like an that. ability yeah i think there is definitely an ability for them to use your class abilities in the way that you work together as a team in an interesting way i don't think oh. it's going to have the same puzzle mechanics or things like that that destiny is known for I hope that they're just not harder sponges to kill. Yeah, that would um, suck, man. That'd which, be a terrible well, that's the one thing. Well, that's one of that's the things the, that they've changed. They've changed the amount of sponginess that each enemy has. Um, yeah. it's, it's now changed to you're shooting off armor pieces of right. these things. And then once you hit their weak spots, then you can take them out very quickly. So mm-hmm. it kind of feels a lot better. You're, you're, not, you're not going through magazines to finish off enemies in this case. Yeah, that was my biggest problem with the division. That's why I dropped it because of the sponge. Mm, that's yeah, it can different. get boring for sure. It can. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm interested. I'm interested if they'll do because they have a pretty good matchmaking system in mm-hmm. Division One. So I wonder if the raids will allow for matchmaking. If that will be, they said that it's be not. off limits. They said it's you not. need you need a preform party. I think specifically even have eight people playing that game. <laughs> division. Uh, I don't know, man. This might be if if it there's at least four successfully. Of us. Oh, us. I think we can pull it off. I think it's definitely. I think it's doable. I think we can have yeah. good people. Um, right. I mean, uh, oh, man, I, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to. Well, there's a bunch of people in the Emerging Gamer Discord that's going to. Of course, and well, I just wasn't. It. I was. I haven't been keeping track of the division two. Like, yeah, we're trying to figure out. There are eight people that specifically want to raid and are playing. Yeah, which division I, two I know I'm interested in doing that if possible. I know my my roommate here is definitely interested in trying that. Um, well, on Diamonds three, Diamonds Trip three, is four. Trip is four. If Iron is Iron's five. Iron will be playing. Andy, I think Andy, Andy say was playing. Andy six, yeah. I um, think is Jay. Like I think I think there's enough people. Yeah, we have eight. I yeah. think I think we're fine. That's a clan right there. Yeah. Um, Quails, right, Quails fine. playing. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> Hell yeah, boy. If you get okay, now I know I'm not a. I'm, I'm literally guy. looking at these different pre-order guides, and it's making me want to punch my fucking. I monitor. just bought this. I bought the standard one, and it gave me Ghost Recon Wildlands. So well, it's, yeah, all of them give you a free game, which is cool. I mean, I guess that's one thing. The gold edition, which is a hundred dollars, gives you the year one pass and three days early access. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Edition, I did that one. And the mm-hmm. ultimate edition, which is $120, um, gives you additional digital contents. Definitely not doing ultimate because I don't need their additional digital content. So it really comes down to, do I want the year one pass or not? I'm going to buy it later I if I think the game's okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I, if I think I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do the standard. I think I did the the pass bundled in just because <laughs> I figured like three days early is kind of valuable in content creation. Mm. But that's a very personal oh, decision. Oh, for sure. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like I would like for your brand, I would I would definitely invest in the three day early access. Everyone else is going to, so right. <laughs> you're kind of in a position where it makes makes the most sense. Um, so there, there was one problem I ran into in the beta. Oh, I remember what I was going to say um, about how matchmaking <laughs> works. I'm sorry. I'm backtracking a little bit. Um, there's, there's a new feature that you can shoot a flare up anywhere in the world and it will call other agents for help. 
and then other yeah, agents. They rip that directly out of Monster Hunter. I think you shoot a flare in Monster yeah. Hunter too, dude. And then it'll call other players <laughs> who are just like in the hub worlds or just running around the world, and they will literally come in and help. And you can do the I same thing. I kept hearing that in the beta, like mm, agent required cool. assistance. And I was like, I want to turn this shit the fuck off, dude. This guy keeps telling people I need help. But it, it's, it's a great way to be like, oh, now I'm going to party up with this person and do these activities or call someone. No, it is, it is. And yeah, why wouldn't they implement cool. that with the raid? Uh, raids for basically have this like idea of needing teamwork and if you no. just put a random schmuck in there with no like mike no mike they're not yeah, that's my pull concern. Off, like the yeah, required like, you know specific <sighs> aiming you and back out and, right like like how is that any different than picking a random you know blueberry from from an lfg group like you're, you're rolling the dice either way but you're you're having you, to find other means to do it you can't match can you match make through destiny you can't match make raids right no i'm In, not i'm not saying that like destiny does it better well they have guided games but what i'm saying is is that like i don't think the blueberry argument is a good one because players are having to do it anyway mm-hmm. i wasn't making an argument against the randos just about not having the match like if you have in-game matchmaking system usually you're not talking anymore they just pop in and sure play or unless you use like the in-game chat system which is always terrible at least well, the benefit, at least the benefit. Have a chat system so that's good yeah, but also the benefit it, we we do it with with Destiny all the time yeah. is here's my link to my Discord, join it because that's how we chat anyway. Right. You know, yeah, because you're on PC, sure. right? So, but I just I think it's silly not to have the option. I mean, I, I think it takes almost no work to give people the option to do matchmaking for right. it. But neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm glad to see. Yeah, there were that. there were a few issues I ran into though with the beta. Okay. Um. So there was a, a lot of audio issues that I was having with it. For example, I, I streamed it on Saturday and I couldn't use my headset because there were literal pieces of the audio missing from, I guess, whatever the mix was. And I couldn't turn off surround sound. Like even toggling off surround sound in my headset didn't, didn't make it work. The only way hmm. I could get it to work was to put the sound back through my speakers and then I could hear things hmm. on top of that, shooting certain guns after a certain point or doing, like certain sound effects that should be there just disappeared. Like I had a shotgun I was using at one point. All of a sudden I could not hear the shotgun firing, but then you would hear the no. reloading, but then you wouldn't hear the firing. Don't like that. There were certain sound files that it just felt like <laughs> bugged out and just stopped working. Um, right. Again, it's a beta and it's definitely worked a lot better than the Anthem betas that I played before. Mm. You know, they, those were, very much like very wonky, but th- that was like the only issue that I like pretty much experienced. Um, and I played in the dark zone and I played at the, they offered the four V four, um, like kind of skirmish deathmatch uh, mode, um, right. which PVP in that game, man, it's like, it's still rough. I don't know how it works <laughs> like at all. Is it rough? Because <laughs> what do you mean? You're, like you're dying a lot. Just, I didn't, I think I played two round. I played two rounds my roommate got like a bunch of kills and I'm like going like, how do you kill people in this? Like <laughs> why? How is this so hard? That, yeah, right, so they, the, you're saying that. PVP like dark zone or is there a separate matchmaking PvP? matchmaking PVP? There's actually a, their own separate PVP missions and modes now. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can, uh, there is the dark zone still, but you can do there's, these other there's things. three dark zones this time. There's, there, there's different mm-hmm. like, uh, like I guess tier dark zones, I guess they're going to do. Um, don't know how that's going to work yet. Um, but, and, and, in the end, they, after you beat the final mission, the dark zone mission, I believe, 
um, they unlock the three specialist classes for you to play as, and they give you the missions at the end to like uh, one mission to play with that class. Um, honestly, those those classes are crazy because you're just like like I played as the survivalist. I uh, had an okay time with that. You get a crossbow as your like your fourth weapon. Um, that does like explosive damage, but it, it, that was a little tricky for me. So the next time I tried it, I played as the, uh, demolitionist. You get a, you get like a grenade launcher and you know, like an edge transit, like a sweet ass edge transit, (laughs) my favorite Mm -hmm. gun. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you get a bunch of like explosive skills. Um, it was a lot of fun. You're just going through there, blowing up things. Dude, one of the turrets, one of the turret skills is a mortar. So you drop these turrets, and you actually have a lot more control over your skills this time around, which is amazing. Um, so you drop this turret, and then you you pick an area for it to mortar fire, and you're just you're launching grenades and mortar fire on this. It's it seems like you're very overpowered, cool. but the AI is actually a lot more tricky this time. They they try and rush you. Oh, a lot dude, more. I remember. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play the public weekend, but I played the private mm-hmm. uh, beta weekend, and like uh, those enemies would just fucking seek you out man and i was like jesus man i thought i was safe and i had this fucking asshole yeah, they they try on the and side you and, they yeah, they, they're smart they do they're smart outs. dude they're like hey they dropped a turret uh toss a grenade on them i see him moving over there he switched mm. cover like they say all kinds of like really their chatter is pretty great actually um when they're yelling at each other um yeah it's i, I mean i'm i'm pretty excited for it I think I think uh, I'm, I'm the beta sold me essentially. I I liked what I played and I want to play more. I love modding guns. Cool. I love dressing my character up in sweet street gear. Sweet sweet <laughs> street gear. Sweet street, street gear. gear. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um. So that yeah, that comes out on the fifteenth. I want to say right. So yeah. That, that's like in two weeks. Fifteenth. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Yeah, right. so cool. please look More forward to, to me. Uh, I'll probably be streaming that a whole lot. And I'm probably going to stream Desti- uh, Division 1 a lot more, too. Um, I'm trying to finish up getting those badges. Or, I'm sorry, the shields. Um, so me and my buddy will be playing, like, Survival, and we're going to do the underground missions from Division 1 to try and unlock a few more stuff for Division 2. Mm. Um, nice. So stay tuned nice. for that. Very cool. Cool. Where can we find you? I'm at Neo... Aoshi at Neo underscore Aoshi on Twitter and uh, Neo Aoshi on Twitch. No underscore. Mm. So stay tuned for my streams. I'm um, we'll be playing a lot of tack shooters. Tack shooters. Trip Zero, where can we find you? You guys can find me on mixer.com slash trip zero TV and then any other social, trip zero TV. I'm very easy to find. Um, probably Twitter is the best place to hang out with me besides Mixer directly. But I'll be streaming all week, 12 to 8, with uh, Destiny 2 content. And then I will be live next week, probably similar times, but I will be doing Division 2 on Tuesday. I'll probably do that over the Thorn Quest until I get a grip on like the gameplay loop in the Division. Then I'll go back and, and kind of figure out my Destiny Division 2 time. Schedule. Very That's cool. the plan. Felix Hergood. Yeah, so you can catch me uh, twitch.tv slash Felix Hergood and mixer.com slash Felix Hergood simultaneously. I do a little Mitch chat. It's Twitch and Mixer at the exact same time. Um, uh, coming up this week, it's mostly Spider-Man uh, PS4 on that uh, hardest difficulty ultimate. And uh, I believe this Friday I'm going to be doing a couch co-op stream with our, our buddy Bruce Grimm who you might have heard on the podcast if you ever listened. Uh, And then this weekend I'm doing not a couch co-op, but like a multiplayer 
Felix and Friends stream with my buddy uh, Adrenaline, or we've known him on the show as Country Boy. Uh, we're going to be playing Battlefield Five on Saturday. So very cool. Very cool. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. That's L O C K E underscore key. Um, if I am streaming, I'm streaming to Mixer. I actually did a stream the other day when I was off playing some Apex Legends. I'll be diving into some competitive in Crucible for Destiny 2, which I'll be streaming as well. So if you're uh, if you're looking for some PvP action and don't feel like watching um, all the people that are probably better than me on Twitch, um, you can come find me on Mixer. Uh, just follow me on Twitter, and when, when I go live, I'll, I'll tweet it out. Um, set up some notifications for those follows. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 202, and we'll see you next week. Later, guys. See ya. Yeah, I don't have much to talk about other than... I just like how you said in the chat, I can only talk about my Platinum. <laughs> like You have no opinions, haven't seen anything else in gaming. You're Hard like, line is, on this. This is my thing. I, can, I can't believe, I can't believe you got that Platinum.